Hey, so this week on the Next Big Podcast, we are talking all about apathy. Uh, I don't care. But you should care. And you should watch this episode because it's going to be really good. And just because you love the podcast, that's why you should watch it. Be blessed. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Connecting you to living truth. If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or join our inner circle through Patreon.com. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And welcome to the show. There we go. Um, Before we get into anything else, uh, inner circle, what's happening, y'all? Hey. Hello. Thank you. Pleasure. We have, have some changes coming to the studio soon that you're going to, I don't know if you'll see them. You'll probably hear them. Yes. We will. Um, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Not sure what that means, but I, I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm going 100% with it. So. Uh, so yeah, that's happening. So today we are talking about apathy. Apathy. And I know most of you don't even care. <laughs> that reminds that. me of a dad joke. You ready? Uh-oh. What's the difference between ignorance and apathy? I don't know, and I don't care. (laughs) Uh, It's so good. Hold Um, on. Let me. uh, uh Uh-oh. Let me. (laughs) And because it was that good, I had to applaud it. Okay. Oh, no. Had to get that in there a little bit. So we're talking about apathy. We're talking about something that you may not realize that you've suffered from this, or maybe you are aware of it, but you don't really know where it came from, and you don't really understand how to get out of it. Uh, I think everyone has felt at some point about some subject like I don't really even care. I don't like I don't care how it turns out. I mean, think about recent political situations where people have gotten to a certain point where it's like, you know what? I don't care. And with Christians, the way this comes out is it doesn't always come out with an I don't care. Okay. it comes out with now get ready. I'm, I'm about to. Offend some people. Ready. I'm ready to be. You know what? God is on the throne. And so, you know, I'm just going to let it be. Well, you know what, though? I've heard that not only in the case of apathy, Uh but I've heard that as a kind of a blanket shield when I don't agree with what you're saying. And I'm about to say something to make you upset, but I don't want to say it. So I'm just going to say, you know what? That's intense. It's complex. I didn't even, I've never oh, thought I've about experienced, that. Oh, I've experienced it sometimes. I've probably experienced it, but I've never actually thought about that's what it was. I yeah, because you're like in the middle of a conversation and somebody like clearly doesn't agree with you with whatever you're saying. And they're like, you know what, you know, but I'm just happy God's on the throne and that's all that matters. Did you just, Jesus juke me? Did you, <laughs> did you just hit me with the kibosh? Of, did you just basically tell me that what I said doesn't matter to you at all? And I'm You know wrong. what, God's on the, but no, I have heard that in the, in the case of apathy. Um, because you don't, like it's, it's hard to say I don't have feelings towards stuff like what's happening um, in the world. In the world, and there's a lot of reasons I think for people to feel apathetic, and everyone deals with their own struggles and their own battles. Um, but I know for, for I guess my experience, like I've experienced apathy in a place where, like it's challenged me to be like, okay, what's going on in my heart where. Mm-hmm this is a, a real issue where people are being hurt or like yeah. there's a major event happening. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Let's see what yeah. else is on. Yeah. Like, let's, I'm going to go ahead and uh, keep scrolling. I know this is important and all, but I'm, I don't really want to invest myself in yeah. it in that moment. Yeah. And it's hard because like there are some things that I think it's okay for us as human beings during certain seasons to not focus all of our attention 
on yeah. it. And, but the hard part is, I think this is what lends itself to this default apathy mm-hmm. is we haven't like, we've come to a place in our culture or maybe it's just in this nation. I don't know where we don't know how to have like multiple things we care about at different levels. It's like all mm. or nothing. It's like, if I can't be, you know, I, I think about like all the social justice things that have come up mm-hmm. and how, like I even caught myself like recognizing you know, is this only important to me when it's that season? Yeah. You know, it, are do black lives only matter when in February? Right. Like, is that the time or when someone is um, unjustly killed or when there's something happening, you know, in the news, is that the only time we use that? Or mm. um, are women's rights only important in March when it's women's yeah. history month, Are native American and, um, um, indigenous Latino people. indigenous people are, are those lives only important? Are, are certain issues only important during those months? Um, because it feels like sometimes we only like, I either am all the way to all my focus and attention is on this social cause Mm -hmm. and nothing else. Or I'm just, so I just can't, I can't even, I just can't even, I can't even, it's just too much. And like, honestly, like a mature mindset or maybe a maturing mindset would be like, okay, um, I can focus attention here for this, this amount of time. I can focus attention here for this. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. I, I feel like you're touching base on two different things. Like, I oh. think I think what what we're trying to talk about is, one, the emotional response to situations, mm. but then also the human ability to focus. Like, I think those are two separate issues. I think one, um, so like if you look at the emotional response that sometimes elicits apathy from a, from a person, um, it normally, I mean, not normally, but in my experience, I've seen it come out of um, one, either you're just a jerk, like you just don't care about stuff and Could there's be. something broken in your care area of your brain in your feeler, your not feelers unredeemable. are your feelers are broken and you're not able to <laughs> connect. Um, but if, if it's not that, um, a lot of times it, it comes from either overstimulation or yeah. um, a depression or a heartbreak. You know what I mean? Like there's something that mm, either something, like a soft ma- spot. yeah, there's either something major that has happened that is, um, given us the ability to uh, disconnect and disassociate from our feelings in a way as a, a mechanism to protect ourselves, mm-hmm. or we're so overstimulated that we're at this, um, we're kind of in an emotional refractory period where it's like, I, I did care yeah. a whole lot about this. Like, honestly, yeah. I felt that during, um, like what was it, 2019, 2020, like when yeah. all the, um, all the killings and the, and the protests and all this yeah, stuff. It was exhausting. It just seemed like every time I, I looked at my newsfeed or, or turned on the TV, it was another thing that was major, not just like a minor thing. And after a while you, you can't like a human being can't sustain that heightened level of outrage mm. um, and survive. Like yeah. I think those high levels of stress hormones and, and all of that stuff, the adrenaline pumping through your body. Mm-hmm. Like I think it will, uh, eventually just take you out. Like you're going to give yeah. yourself a heart attack. Yeah. It wears you down. And so you have to, I think, uh, biologically there has to be something that gets put in place to kind of dampen, um, the, the receptors so that you don't, um, so you don't operate at that heightened level. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you're talking about like that threshold, um, or tolerance of, of stress. Yeah. And, um, I, I remember there was maybe an episode during that season where we talked about, um, we were, we were kind of going through the, um, the psychological trauma mm-hmm. of seeing 
people that look like you being abused or being um, murdered and exploited. Effigy. Yeah, yeah, murdered. And so we were talking about, well, what that does to a, a, a psyche is like it, it takes you to that place of survival mm-hmm. where you, when you're already there and you're already angry or you're already stressed out, it doesn't take that much to set you over the edge. And yeah. so a lot of times people think like, oh my gosh, why? Like the response you may have to a certain topic to others may seem like, um, like, okay, you're getting a little bit passionate, a little bit heated, like calm down mm-hmm. when nobody can see under the surface that you've been carrying that weight. Yeah. And we see this in, in education. You see it in professional settings. Like you may have that coworker that's like, oh my gosh, like do not burn the popcorn. <laughs> Tracy gets wicked mad over the pop like something but for tracy maybe the smell of popcorn like triggers something in her or you don't know what her home life is like yeah like, like she, she could be going to, through some yeah things. maybe it's just on the days that you burn popcorn that you know her husband was yelling at her i don't know like there are things we don't see under the surface and i think with apathy mm-hmm. that can often be what's going on it's like yeah. i have spent so much energy caring about this thing and you may hear it in the church people say it like well i used to mentor mm-hmm. you know i used to teach i used to do this yep. but you know, they got burned something, they got burned or they felt burnout. Yeah. Um, which burnout is not always what we think it is. And so then they become apathetic or hardened, even maybe bitter towards the idea of extending themselves because they know what it feels like to be extended for an extended period of time. Extend and you can extend that. And that extends into Uh, the extension. To to such extent. Um, (laughs) To the extent that. Well, and I, I feel like that season, like living in a season of apathy is natural. But extended, mm. eh, extended apathy can lead to that calloused heart. It can lead to that, um, yeah. that hardening of your heart to where you're no longer open. Like you're not, you're not ebbing and flowing. You've, you've ebbed and you're not flowing anymore. You've ebbed like, and extended. You're like, I'm done. This is, yeah. I, I will not extend myself anymore for right. anyone else. Well, and there, honestly, in scripture, you see that like, um, Ecclesiastes has a lot of like observations about life. Mm-hmm. And even when he says, you know, everything is hevel, like it's just meaningless. Yeah. We might interpret that as like, wow, he's being kind of apathetic about life and like negative Nancy over here. Um, <laughs> I ne- want you to say that to Solomon when you see him in heaven. Solomon, you were hey, such a negative, negative Nancy. What was the deal? Like, what happened in your cheer life? Up, you buckaroo. were like living it up and all of a sudden, <laughs> cheer up, buckaroo. Come but, on, pal. But seriously, Lighten looking up. at what he saw and all the things he experienced. I mean, Solomon, this was a child of David. Think about yeah. all the things David went through and put other people through. And Solomon's just experiencing that in the context of his family and then yeah. growing up becoming the wisest king and you know he was good looking and all that stuff but yet he even says like oh my goodness like i have i built wealth and i have done this Mm -hmm. and that and the other and let me tell you what it does not amount to anything yeah no pleasure apart yeah apart from god and apart from finding purpose in that i think um that like going staying on the track of the emotional response i think the the overwhelm um the overstimulation um it can also be a I don't know, like being so focused on, on one thing, mm-hmm. so focused on, on the like something that you do care about or that like you're finding joy in because it's, it's not always a passion. Sometimes, sometimes it's just distraction. Um, but it's something that gives you a joy, a sense of completion, a sense of, um, you know, some people, I remember reading when we had Isaiah that a lot of, of men, first time fathers start homebrewing beer. Mm-hmm. Like it's a thing, but um, as I was reading the article, it was because 
there's a sense of completion in it. There's a sense of like I get to participate. I get to start and finish something mm-hmm. or they take up woodworking or they take up remodeling the house. Um, but we can get so focused on those little side tasks or hyper fixated on these things that mm-hmm. bring um, really distraction, but also yeah. simple joys yeah. that that we are numb to everything else. Mm-hmm. We're like, I don't, I don't care about anything else right now. I just want to focus on this one thing. I just got to do my Sudoku. I just got to, um, for me right now, <laughs> my duo. Huh? Sudoku. Sudoku. What did I say? Sudoku. I got to do my Sudoku. That's how you know you're getting old when you mispronounce stuff on purpose and then don't even care. I'm doing my Sudoku puzzle. What is it called? Sudaka? I don't care. I'm calling it Sudaka. That's what it is to me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's a Sadaka, uh, but like you know, you focus on that thing, and and that is the point of your day. And you seem apathetic to everything else, but it's because you 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 need to find something that you can have um, a, feel a completeness in, or feel yeah. like I've started and finished something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's a good point. Well, and, gotta bring that up. Yes, and going back to, <laughs> I like that you brought that up and you Thanks. brought it to completion. And cheers. You didn't overextend it. It was nice. It was good. Well done. Um, I think that overstimulation thing that you touched on is really important because there are so many things. And when you start, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a family, like you have children, like small children, it doesn't matter if you are a single person doing your own thing, you have your own business. Like it doesn't matter where you're at in life, what season you're in. The ability to be overstimulated exists. Mm -hmm. We have so many, um, it's not technology's fault. It's just, there's so many opportunities for us to tune out or to um, numb ourselves with something or, or at the same time though, when we're being numbed with technology in front of us, something's being stimulated. Mm -hmm. And I think um, there was a comedian, Jaron Myers had said something on social media that I happened to see on my, on my newsfeed while I was mindlessly uh, scrolling. (laughs) He said, um, I don't think that the human brain was meant to comprehend that there are like billions of people in the world. Like if you think about it, all of our human minds weren't meant to like fathom all of these people, let alone to know their opinion about everything at all times, at all times. And that, that really hit me. I was like, Whoa, like even me reading what you're saying is, is like hitting the nail on that. It's like, Oh my gosh, like I'm not meant to know the opinion of people across the world on my situation. That that's not, that I don't think that my mind was meant to like take all of that. And my heart was meant to carry all of that. Yeah. And that brokenness from one person's comment across the globe or across the town shouldn't have weight on me. Yeah. But yet in the world we live in, it's like, oh my gosh, can you believe this person said this and they said this? And it's like all of these things are stimulating different emotions in us and, and stirring up these different um, thoughts and images to where no wonder we're all operating at that level where it just takes one thing, one little comment, one little don't look at me funny mm-hmm. because I've already been so overstimulated in my mind from all of these things. And that can also cause apathy. Like I just, there's just so much. And I, uh, and I heard friends saying things like this again, back in, you know, right when um, COVID, all the COVID stuff started happening, mm-hmm. the opinion about masks or no masks, do we shut down? Do we stay open? And then when vaccines came out, yeah. do we vaccinate? Do we not? All of these calls to action, Mm-hmm. And even right now, vote, you got to vote, you got to vote this way, you got to vote that way, you got, and all of it, it's stimulating, it's mm-hmm. overstimulating to where, for me, sometimes I've like, I will shut down. That's my like, go to is just like, your mm, defense mechanism. I, yeah. 
I cannot move. Like I am paralyzed. <laughs> it's like it reminds me of that scene in um, the movie Home when the he calls it the big brain boobs yes. and the ones like, what if we just pretend that we're all we're dead? All... That's honestly and the person what just lays there like... the whole rest of the show. Yeah, no, I I I feel that a lot in my spirit. Like I feel mm-hmm. the um the necessity to to distance myself from uh, overstimulation mm-hmm. and from feeling like. Um, all of these opinions and, and honestly, and in the same vein though, you'll, you'll get so numb to all of these thoughts that it takes like real, like a real wild statement. And then you, all of a sudden everything's re-inflamed. Yes. And you're like, I'm so passionate about this thing. And you're like, you didn't care two seconds ago, but it's because mm-hmm. it's this, it's this crazy mm-hmm. like ebb and flow we have um, dealing with social media, dealing with all the media, even if it's not social media, but just all the media being, pumped into our faces mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to <laughs> like in order to um get ratings and get money and all this stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah there is that that emotional necessity mm-hmm. to apathy like yeah. apathy is a tool that i believe our, our brains and bodies buy into in order to protect ourselves from overextension mm-hmm. and from uh burnout yeah but i i do want to talk about um the like human ability um, to focus peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, um, if you know of anybody that needs to hear this, you know, somebody that doesn't know about the Nick Smith podcast, then it's your responsibility. Then to it's tell your them. fault that they don't know. It about really it. is. If you know someone, they you don't are know to about blame. Us, it is your fault. Well, I blame you. That's what I'm just blaming you right now. It's fine. Um, but you can redeem that. Just let them know about just do the right us. thing. It's really all we're asking. Just do the right thing. Share it. It's, it's uh, otherwise we'll be disappointed. And I don't, I don't want to have to have this talk again. Okay. Yeah. Don't want to have this again. I don't want to, uh, we don't want to have that. But, um, okay. So there's a, a book called, uh, I don't remember. I think it's called switch. Yes, it is. Okay. It's called switch. Um, in the book, they take this idea of, um, elephant and a rider and it's a, it's a well-known psychological concept about how Actually, people book. Is there a book called I Elephant and the Elephant Rider? Rider? I, I think you're right. Book, yeah. So in one book, they're talking about another book, but they're talking about how people change and talk about how uh, there's some, like your emotions are like the elephant and that it's trudging. And a lot of times they work without even thinking about them. They just do things. And the rider, the person trying to steer the elephant is your intellect and it's your ability to choose. And a lot of times in order to change habits or to change um, emotional patterns, it takes a lot of effort from the rider at first in order to shift mm-hmm. Sorry. In order to shift the elephant off of one path and onto another, because not only is it um, the elephant just marching in that direction, but because they're marching in the same direction, there's kind of like a rut. And so you have to kind of climb out of the rut. And it's, it's a lot of work that it takes to um, to change as a person, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, but because of that, um, because it takes so much um, energy and focus to to accomplish something as simple as changing your mind in one direction or to uh, mentally process large events. Like uh, focus is a commodity that, that is um, easily expended in our, our mm. human being. Like we don't have unlimited focus. We don't have unlimited attention. And what happens is at the end of a long day, and I'm sure everyone listening or watching this has felt this at the end of a long day, you, somebody asks you something as simple as, um, what do you want to watch or what do you want to eat or what do you want to, I don't care. I don't just pick something. I I don't don't care. care. And it's not like that apathy comes out and the other person, why don't you like, what's wrong with you? You don't care. You really don't care what we watch. And it's like, no, but it's not that I don't like, I don't care because I've spent all day caring and I've run out of care. Yeah. It's that decision fatigue. Exactly. As well. 
Exactly. And like our human ability, like you can't care all the time. Mm. Like you just can't, it's not physically possible. And you can't care about all the things all the time. I think that's like, you should be a caring person. There should be. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, you, you, you should. You should be Hold caring. on, Pastor. Don't <laughs> Listen, worry. there are times I don't care about nobody. No, you I'm can't just get it right all the time, folks. <laughs> no, but like I, I hear I you. I spoke, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes, and and caring, like we have to be taught how to care. Mm-hmm. And I think we inadvertently, and we've talked about this before with our young children and the type of work that we do. How are we teaching them the proper way to care? for themselves, Mm -hmm. for other people? What are we showing them by the way that we care for our bodies and our mental health and our spiritual health? How are we showing them they should care about themselves? And there have been times we felt convicted because they'll do something or they'll avoid doing something. And I'm like, oh, shoot. You know what? I think I've shown you how to do that. I I have modeled that for you. And so we've had to get that elephant out of the rut Mm -hmm. and say, okay, guys, huge shift. We've been doing it this way, but we've, we really should have been doing it this way. And this is what we're going to focus on. So um, caring is like, it's huge. Yeah. And like when we care about the wrong thing for too much, or we care about it in a way that's unhealthy and we're, we're diverting all of our energy towards that. That's a type of burnout. When we start like yes. completely throwing in all, like all the eggs in one basket and I mu- like, and I know personally I have felt that I thought yeah. burnout was just doing too much for too long which it's, it's a type of burnout. You can, you know, overextend yourself, <laughs> extend, keep using that word. That's the theme. Apparently. Um, apparently <laughs> this episode. Um, but you can, you can get yourself into a place where you're fatigued. You mm-hmm. are emotionally, physically, mentally, you just don't have anything left. Yeah. It's a type of burnout. But I think maybe what we experience more often as people that we don't put a word to is you've been caring about this like that's not the thing you should have been caring about like you've been you've been focusing so much energy on this outcome when this outcome was way easier and that's why you feel burnout because you've been you have been putting so much of your energy your energy into the wrong thing yeah there there's a um there's a video i saw uh by t-pain um who's surprisingly motivational like if you don't know t-pain on his social media um, he, yeah, he's got some wild stuff on there, but every now and again, he'll put a video out. I'm like, Hey, that was good. That was a solid mm. gym. Um, but he, t- he tells a story about how he practiced, uh, all summer to get a solo or to, to get first chair when he oh, played yeah. snare drum <laughs> and, and he goes and he practices all summer and he, he nails this page that he practiced and he turns out he practiced the wrong page. Yeah. And the conductor so, was like, Oh wow, you did so great. But that's not what I asked you to prepare. Exactly. And so what you're talking about, I think that that type of burnout is focusing like we're focusing on the things that catches our that really distracts us Mm -hmm. from what's important. And we add import to things that don't deserve it. And so um, even looking at things as simple as other people's opinions of us online, Mm -hmm. at our jobs, at school, whatever that that uh, place is where you have put value um, and yet have ignored the input of people that truly care about you and love you who are in your inner circle, who are in the, the area that matters. Yeah. Like trying to outperform for image um, can cause burnout when really we're meant to be known and to know others intimately yeah. and to, to love people in a way that, that like brings us into their lives and brings them into ours. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, mm-hmm. I think that's so true in, in our, our globalized world. 
like in the way that sounded stupid, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the world is global, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like our con, like we know people, we know people yeah. around the world. Yeah. Like we know people in other countries. Um, and not only do we know them, but we can speak to them at almost mm-hmm. any moment. And having that, that world view of the entire globe is, uh, watching me and I have to perform or I have yeah. to put out the best image um, can, can burn us out because we're not meant to perform for that many people. Yeah. And we're meant to only really care about those in our, in our circle. That even you have Je- influence over. Exactly. Even yeah. Jesus, he had 12 that were his folks, but mm-hmm. he had three that were like his, his, his folks, folks. Like yeah. that's his inner And he circle. had even more that followed him. Oh yeah. Yeah. But he, Thousands. even Jesus exercised and modeled for us how to care about the right stuff. Yes. How to like, okay, yeah, you're asking me for this. I'm doing this right now. Like, this is what I'm doing. Martha, Martha, like, yeah, you're, you care about all these things, but this one over here knows what's important. That's right. And so like, as much as we can, we can kind of put ourselves out there like, okay, well, if I care about these things, then, um, people will know that I care about them. They'll know me more. And then, you know, we'll have this like intimacy in this relationship when really it's the opposite. No, yeah. they, they need to know you. You need to know them. That's right. You need to like the situation of whatever's happening you need to know more in order to care correctly. Yeah. And I think we, we try so hard to just be the caring one. Like, I'm going to care so much. And I know for me personally, this last season, I got myself into that place of like, I've got to care about all of this stuff. This, mm. this is so important. I, I got to care about it all the time. And when I'm in my office, this is what I have to care about. And then all the things that really actually mattered to me suffered. Mm. And the relationships that mattered to me suffered. And my self-care suffered. Yeah. Because I was like, I was burnt out. And what was my response at the end of it? I don't even care. <laughs> you know what? I don't even care. Oh, babe, don't are we going to? I don't even care. Don't care. I don't care. Don't ask me. I don't care. I don't want to make another decision. And, right. Yeah. Don't ask. Don't care. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I, I think that for me personally, it's still a very, like, fresh feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's a very fresh um, lesson of, like, okay, wait. Before you get yourself in that physical space. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it's the workspace. Before you get yourself in that space, what actually matters? Mm, what really matters? The outcome of this situation. Does it really matter? And also a huge part of it for me is, do I actually have the, the resources to obtain the change in this situation? Like, yeah. am I, am I the fixer? <laughs> am I the drama? Am, <laughs> am I the problem? <laughs> am I the one that's going to fix this? Most of the time the answer to that is no. Yeah. And once I know that like I can care until the cows come home, I'm not going to change the situation for this person. I'm not going to change how they feel. I'm not going to change whether or not they believe they can do it. Yeah. All I can do is, is, is know them and love them. Through, like while I know them, I, I love them and I'm going to care like about you as a person, but I can't be your savior you can't carry the care yeah and i think like our our need for a savior our like ultimately i believe we all have that desire of like who's gonna rescue who's gonna who's gonna be the one to come in and save this someone has to save them someone has to feed the the dolphins and someone has to feed the children like all these things we know that we need a savior we recognize the lack of um salvation in certain situations Mm -hmm. But we, we try to be the Jesus. We try to like actually be the one that's going to fix it, which can also lead us to that burnout of like, yeah. you know, realizing I, I, I couldn't do it. And so instead of trying to insert ourselves as the savior, we, we're meant to point people to who he is. Mm, that's good. 
I think that's good. I think that's a good place to land. I think, um, oh, wait, no, that's crashing. Uh, <laughs> crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash no. and burn out. So um, this next series that we're going to start, just kind of as a preface, we're, we're going deeper into uh, f- focus and distraction, and we're going to give you some practical application uh, bits on how to um, not be so distracted, on how to focus better, on what things we should be focused on, especially from a, a biblical standpoint. So yeah. um, if you want to know more about that, subscribe, share, like, do something to interact with this post um, or this podcast so that you can hear more so that pops up on your feed. Right. Well, this has been the Nick Smith Podcast. Mm-hmm. We hope that this episode <laughs> has connected you to living truth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.